What's up everybody? This week Sarah and I talk about the movie which almost killed and then rebirthed an entire genre of movies. Batman Forever. That and a whole lot more is to come because maybe having a cast that can't stand each other is not the way to carry on a franchise. Welcome to the show. You know, when making a movie, yes, you should have a cast that, that can work together, but I think everybody's got that one ass at their office that they can't stand. <laughs> I think in this case, the, the ass was Jim. Uh, Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey? Mm, I'm probably not Mayhaps. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is John here, and I'm joined by Sarah once again. Hello. And uh, we are here to talk about... In the spirit of the fact that there's a new Batman around, yes. let's talk about an old Batman, right? We're going to be talking about one of the worst superhero movies made yes. of all time. I say one of because there are worse <laughs> out there. <laughs> there. There's a few. Yes. And in fact, not only are there worse out there, they're worse made by this cast, by this crew. So if you guys are on social media, check out Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash bmnetwork-youtube. And of course, if you're walking traffic and listen to this on something that is not your favorite podcast network, go ahead and look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and tune in. Sarah, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty How you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. Uh, it's good to have you back on here. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Bonehead's Bank Holiday is still giving me nightmares. La, 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 la. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. That's huh. been... It's been, been a minute. Fun. Hang on one second. I think I have a piece of information. I, I think I'm 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 going to have someone uh, correct me with this. So okay. Uh, basically, put what we're going to be talking about today is Batman Forever. Okay. Yes. Batman Forever was. Uh, it was a movie, and thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we don't really have time to talk about anything else because Batman Forever was a movie. That's it. That's all <laughs> I can say about it. That's all the positivity I can say about it. Right. Oh, I was correct. Okay. It's just an odd number. Anyway, um, and we'll get to what I was incorrect about here in just a second. Uh, so for those, before we get into the movie, right, let's let's clear up all the numbers and, yes. and fun. This was a comic book, an action, and a, quote, comedy movie. Comedy Batman. With, with loose quotation marks. Yeah, those quotation marks are held up there so high that, you know, Spider-Man's holding them. I, uh-huh. I swear to God. Um, this was directed by Joel Schumacher. Yes. Uh, the the king of Lost Boys. Yes. That's, 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 everybody was so excited because they had the Lost Boys director. Mm-hmm. Oh, if only they knew. Mm-hmm. Um, this was produced by Tim Burton, who was the director and, and messman behind the original Batman revival in the late 80s and yes. 90s. Um, it was produced and distributed by Warner Brothers. It was released on June 16th, 1995. So it was a summer blockbuster. Gotta God. love summer blockbusters. And, and we're going to talk about summer blockbusters at one point, but... Uh, do you know the origin of summer blockbusters? I do not. The summer blockbusters came around because people would go in to get AC. Ah, so put in a good movie for... Exactly. Uh, we need AC down here. And um, <laughs> this made, believe it or not, this made $336.6 million at the box office <laughs> for a profit of $236.6 million at the box well, office. Well, there you go. That's nothing. That's insane. Yeah. That's, it's... Uh, how? <laughs> Carefully. <laughs> 
And and the reason look the reason it seems like I'm being negative on this is because it does have a combined critical rating across all three major movie sites of forty two percent. Forty two, four out of ten. And that, in my humble opinion, is too high. Is generous at best. And believe it or not, this is not the worst Batman movie that was released in the nineties. So we we will touch on that in a little while. Mm-hmm. So Batman before this, what what do you remember? Um, which one was before this? Um, it was the it was the Tim Burton movies, Batman Returns, and Batman, as well as the nineteen sixties. Oh, I knew the sixties. I knew yeah. the Adam West ones, and then the ones before this wasn't the DeVito one. Was it the Penguin before this? I think it it was it was either this one or the Nicholson one. Whichever okay. one was last, I think it was... Nicholson was the first one. So it was DeVito. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the Penguin. If I'm wrong, guys, let me know. Yeah. But, but it was uh, one of the two of them. And, you know, they wanted to do... The campy Batman was campy Batman, right? Mm-hmm. And it was all lighthearted and... Wham. Yeah. Smack. And they wanted to, like, a gr- to gritty it up a little bit to make Batman more tragic. They would finally get that years later oh, with Nolan. Right. Yeah. yeah. But this was... Not it. Well, well Tim Burton... Tag, not it. Tim, Tim Burton's ones that tried it. And they kind of half succeeded. Okay, when I think dark and gritty, I don't think Tim Burton. No, but it... it I mean, he's... darker, but not grittier. Yeah, I mean, Tim Tim's great in dark comedy, but a gritty... Michael Keaton was a good Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. He was a good Batman. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what what happened was right. He, they released Batman and it had a darker tone, and then they did Batman Returns, which mm-hmm. was critically and commercially considered like at the time the best comic book movie. Now, to be fair, they didn't have a lot of competition back then because right. you only had the Superman movies, right? You know. Um. But ironically, Batman Returns had a lower return at the box office. But um, hey. yes. Um. So, in development during that time was a movie called Batman Continues, mm-hmm. right? And it was scheduled to be made with the same cast, the same right. crew, everything right. like that. And because the the label, because the studio, excuse me, I got music in my head, mm-hmm. because the studio wanted um, to market to the kids, this Batman Continues script was a little too dark and devious and it, we can't do that to kids so you know we, we we're passing this up but we want to keep batman going right so right, right write a new script or you know you're off the project and tim burton decided to step away from directorial duties and become the producer of the, of the piece but joel schumacher was in right yeah yeah but he wanted to make an even grittier version. yes he, he did he wanted he wanted to make tim he wanted to make tim burton's batman look like joel schumacher's batman right, it, right. by comparison you know However, when he was told it needed to be lighter, it, you know, he decided he wanted a campier film and if he had to go one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, if you can't do dark, you've got to go light and you've got to go a little over the top. And, yeah. you know, because of that, Rene Rousseau and uh, I, almost, I almost said Diane <laughs> Keaton, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, walked <laughs> away from the project. <laughs> Oh, well, the movie was recast and continued forward. Yeah, and that was that was the weirdest thing, right? It was Batman Continues was already cast. Mm-hmm. And not just cast, right? And we're going to talk about this in a minute because we never do this on our movie reviews. We, we, we'll we say, okay, so-and-so, so-and-so may have played something else and we, right. we kind of go into it. Right. But this had, like, three different casts that were either confirmed or, like, 
about to be confirmed. Right. You know, so um, basically put, Joel Schumacher and Tim Burton did not like each other. No. Tim Burton did not like somebody on a movie set. I am shocked. Well, I mean, to be fair, Schumacher was not um, Johnny Depp, nor was he Helena Bonham Carter. So... Uh, was Tim Ke- Burton do- doesn't know how to like interact. What, who, who was it? Kevin Smith who said uh, Tim 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 he, Tim Burton once quoted, "Do I look like I watch? Do, do I look like I read comic books?" And Kevin Smith said, "Well, judging by Batman Returns, no." <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, like I said, we don't normally do this, right? But the, the the original cast of this movie was like was fantastic when you look at it, right? Mm-hmm. So. You had Michael Keaton as Batman. Right. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman and Selina Kyle. Mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams as Two-Face and Harvey Dent. Okay. Because he already played Harvey Dent in right. the previous movies. This one would have been perfect. Robin Williams as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. I think, judging by what Jim Carrey did, I think Robin Williams would have been the only other person. Mm-hmm. You know, the genie from Aladdin being all genie and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Um... You had Rene Russo playing a new character called Dr. Meridian. Mm-hmm. And you had Marlon Wayans as Robin. Get out of town. No, seriously, Marlon Wayans. Oh, well, fabulous. That would, that would, that, that, like, that would have sent the, the comic book internet world crazy right now. Because if you think it's crazy now, there's a black stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if one of the Wayans brothers had been cast as... Right, and this as, was as back. Robin. This was back. I mean, this is long before White Chicks or Scary Movie. This is this is in living color. Wayne's Brothers. Yeah. So this not- is long before you know they were mainstream. I mean, they were they were mainstream, but they weren't mainstream. Yeah, and I, I just if that makes sense, they hadn't broken into white yeah, America yet. They I hadn't. mean, let's just call it what it is. And I just I was I was fascinated by that. I've never considered Marlon Wayne's as an action hero. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just. I mean, Robin Williams can get away with it because it's, the Joker, is, uh, the Riddler, excuse me, is not a physical part where right. Robin is. Right. You know, and that, that's what threw me off the most about it. Mm. You know, because it was his brother who did. Um, uh, was it Major Payne? Yes. Yeah. Damon, which was more of a physical part. Right. You know, and I looked it up. I thought I thought it was supposed to say Damon Wayne's, but no, it was it was Marlon. Which fabulous. You know, um, so. When they tweaked the movie concept, mm-hmm. right, and they went, for, they wanted to be lighter and more. Right. You know, they wanted to have like a cast. They wanted the cast to come down from the mid forties range to the mid thirties range. Okay. Okay. So that meant, you know, unfortunately for Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Billy Dee Williams, Robin Williams, and Renee Russo, mm-hmm. th- that meant, sorry, you know, your service is no longer required. Right. The list of names I'm about to give you read like a who's who of weirdness, and I don't think any of them could have played Batman except maybe two of them. Okay? I'm looking at this list. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting tickled. Go ahead. Okay. We have the Baldwin brothers, Alec and Billy. Right? No. Mm-mm. Superman, Dean Cain. This is before Superman, this is before wasn't it? Before Superman. Well, no. It was no, just before. No. Just no, it wasn't. I thought Superman came out in Look at that. Look at Lois and Clark. I'll look that up right now. But I mean, do, do, I don't do, think that he could be. Uh, hours later. Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, 1993. Yeah, so it would have been. Hey, that's what so I thought. Superman playing Batman. That. 
so, and they're in the same universe. Yeah, that somebody was hot. It's, Br- it's Bruce Kent, <laughs> right? Um, Tom Hanks. No, Tom Hanks is a great actor, but I can't see him. He's of America's grandpa as Batman. Well, he was just America's dad at that point. I know. Actually, he was America's older brother. I'm Batman. <laughs> And this is Catwoman. Okay, yeah, just keep going. Kurt Russell? I could see I it. I could see it, but I, I, I think he was too old at that point. Mm-mm. No. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. This one, this is this one that is, tickles me. This, this, this tickles me. He could have done it, but as much of a method actor as he is, <laughs> he would have been stringing up people <laughs> right and left. You mean no, God no! Uh, but I, that's the one I could. That's the one I'm. No, I could see, see it, it. But I mean, he would literally be a vigilante during filming. They would have to True. like tag his ass <laughs> or something. Uh, the other one who I thought could do it would be Ray Fiennes. Mm-hmm. So Voldemort as uh, Batman. I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's a Tim Burton c- cast, so it's obviously Johnny Depp is going to be there. No. No, I don't think he could have done it. Well, what this is he before. Good, he he would have made a good Robin, but I don't think he would have made a good Batman. Hmm. No, because this was this is before. Um, remember, this is ninety four, ninety five, Tom. Right. This was Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Johnny Depp. So no. Um, he could have done Two Face. I think he would have yes. been a good Two Face, but or, he would not have been yeah, a good Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, or Harvey Dent. Yeah, he could have done one of them. Edward Dent. Right. Or Harvey Nygma. Um, Right. It's mid-90s action movie, so it's got to have Mel Gibson, Bruce Mm -hmm. Willis, or Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. And this time it was Mel Gibson. Yeah, no thank you. And Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke could have done it. I don't think he, again, I I don't think he could have done Batman, but he would have been a good Robin. No, he could have done Batman. I I, I just think he was a little too young to be Batman around about that time. Okay, one of Ethan Hawke's biggest roles at the time was the movie Alive, right? Well, no, I mean, no, I'm not saying that. I'm trying to think. Tom Willett, was it the same Batman that was in... Which one did Uma Thurman do? Because that one would have been interesting. That was Clooney's Batman. That was Clooney's Batman? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, never mind. That's just to say, because that would have been interesting. If you'd have Ethan Hawke as Batman and <laughs> and Uma Thurman, his his main squeeze. At the, that, that was before they were together, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Whole new timeline. Dr. Meridian was another character. I'd be too old for Stranger Things. There you go. Uh, Dr. Meridian was Mm -hmm. a brand new character that they created. was not in the comic books. Okay. Um, She was originally supposed to be played Mm -hmm. by Sandra Bullock. Okay. At that time, I don't... That, that, that would have been the name. This is Love Potion number nine era, Sandra Bullock. Speed. 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 Demolition Man. No, Speed didn't come out until 96. This is before... 95. Mm, okay. Um, and but they would have been casting this. They would have been casting this in around 93, 94. So that would have been... Demolition Man, Sandra Bullock. Okay. Physical role, she could have done it. But at that point, she would have been typecast as the girl. Because mm-hmm. you'd have Robin had, Wright Penn. You'd, yep. Robin Wright Penn. Mm-hmm. Janine Tipplehorn. Yeah. I don't know who that is. She was a TV actress. Okay. Back in the day, America TV actress. She was in. Um, I could see her. She had the 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 short hair. Google her. I'm I'm pulling her up. More hours later. She was the uh, main wife on Big Love. Okay, she's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of um, what's that show? Help me out here. It's set in Alaska. Oh. You don't know. No. 
guys help me my sister was little she was like three and she used to call it the moose show because it, would, it had a moose in the in the um guys this is really gonna mess with me <laughs> in the opening credits it was a moose it was um um right he's googling opening credits moose we're rambling today it's not pokemon sword it's not no your mouse. no it's, I was looking for mouse. It moose, baby. Because I spelt uh, moose with two O's <laughs> instead of two S's. Northern Exposure? Yes, that. Northern Exposure. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. I was thinking about the chick from Northern Exposure. Dano. No, that was not Dana. What's her face? And the Who's the chick from Northern Exposure? Well, that would be... What's her name? Janine Turner. Okay. See? I got my Janines mixed up. And they kind of look alike, so... Yeah. Similar name, kind of look alike. Brunette. Fair. Yeah. They both have the Snow White complex going on. Yeah. Now, I wonder which woman could have been picked to play Chase Meridian 2. Linda Hamilton? Linda Hamilton. I'm thinking of someone else, aren't I? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're sorry we're rambling. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm rambling. Um, Two-Face, right? Two-Face, I think this would have been the most interesting... There's, oh, I'm looking at this. Oh, there's no. One, there's one name that stands out about amongst the others, <laughs> and I'll tell you why it stands out among the others. It's because of the age, right? Yes. So you had Al Pacino. Yes. Clint Eastwood. Uh-huh. Martin Sheen, uh-huh. who would have been in their mid-50s all uh-huh. of their time, and a 30-year-old Nick Cage uh-huh. as Two-Face. Put the bonnet back in the box. I think Batman <laughs> is going to die. As long as, he, as long as he did his full southern accent. Oh, no. God, no. God, no. Yeah, it just... Oh, my word. Southern accent Nick Cage is not my favorite Nick Cage, unless he's telling people to put the bunny back in the box. That's the only thing he's allowed to say in that accent. Now, the Riddler has got some interesting names in it, too. Right? Mm-hmm. You've got Robin Williams, mm-hmm. which I thought would have done really, really well. Gotcha. John Malkovich, because he's crazy. Would have done really, really well. Chucky himself, Brad Dioff. Yes. Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Steve Martin. Mark Hamill. Well, now you've missed, you've ruined my point now. Have I? Yes. That's I thought you were getting to Mickey freaking Dolans. <laughs> no. I, I, that's <laughs> that, be that's the, next the one that stuck out for me was Mickey freaking Dolans. But uh, yeah, the joke himself, Mark Hamill, Mickey Dolans, and believe it or not. Oh, dear. Riddle oh, me, dear. Riddle me this. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> no, Michael Jackson. Michael no. Jackson was 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 uh, Michael Jackson was going to have the part before Jim Carrey came along. Robin Williams went away. Jim Carrey came along in the middle. It was okay. All jokes aside, Michael Jackson was great in The Wiz. Yes, but Affleck this was, was the not... bomb in Phantoms. But that doesn't mean he made a good Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just I don't know. I, I, he, he, would he have had the presence? Yes, because he's a very, very good performer. Would he have? I, but the thing about it is, I'm still stuck. I mean, I could see that before I could see Mickey freaking Dolans. <laughs> I mean, I love Mickey Dolans and he can act, obviously. He was on how many seasons of the monkeys? Oh, I don't but, know. But, I mean, that, that blows my mind. Mickey Dolans as the riddle. But I could see it, though. 
and and again it, it's we, that grin yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're not just pulling names out these are guys who had serious like they were right. the third or fourth audition right you know for all of them robin had the biggest group and it's our and a lot of these names looking at them right you're gonna laugh at them when, when you think about it right you had marlon wayne's who was going to get the part. Mm-hmm. They had Leo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. So it's mid-90s. Leo DiCaprio was too young at that point to play mm-hmm. Robin. Keep going. Matt Damon, mm-hmm. which I'm shocked that I did not see uh, Ben Affleck's name on this list. Yeah. The Corys. The Corys, Heyman Fellman. Yeah. Toby Stevens, who mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ewan McGregor. McGregor, right. Jude Law. Uh-huh. Scott Speedman. Uh-huh. And Batman christian bale out of those lot i would have been interested to see again marlon waynes because of the physicality of the part chris can you imagine if batman and robin were christian bale and daniel day lewis (laughs) they wanted grittier by damn it that's what they were getting the the two methodist of method (laughs) actors of their time i'm telling you they would have had to low jack them they would have had to put ankle bracelets on them to keep them from going vigilante hunting and what in between yeah in between takes they'd be like i've got to go do this robin (laughs) but but let's let's i would have watched the hell out of it though let's think about this right just looking at this this list yeah Batman and Robin mm-hmm. could have been Mel Gibson and Matt Damon. Ew. Dean Cain and Marlon Wayans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Russell and Ewan McGregor. I mean, it's just those combinations. I mean, can you imagine Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich <laughs> versus Johnny Depp <laughs> and Christian Bale? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's what I mean. Like I said, we don't normally do that with other movies, but that's why I wanted to talk about this in particular with this because it's just insanity. Right. But what we ended up with was, yes. and on paper, what we ended up with was again a great cast. Right on paper, on Val paper. Kilmer after Tombstone, right, was hot. Yes. And not just physically. This, I mean, he was... Oh, no. This was also after The Doors. What it, yeah. Yeah. So he was like the hottest young actor in Hollywood yeah. at that point, right? Jim Carrey was the hottest actor in Hollywood. Young, old, male, woman, everything. If you, if you saw, right. You saw Jim Carrey's name on the marquee, you mm-hmm. knew it was going to be a good movie. An experience. Right. Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Again, coming off some really, really good parts, mm-hmm. you know? And then Tommy Lee Jones, the, the anchor of, of that, the, the actor, you know? Right. The, 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 the person who's going to bring the gravitas to everything. Mm-hmm. And you had Chris O'Donnell, again, another young up-and-coming actor. Right. I li- I think that's the perfect Robin casting. Yeah, I th- Chris O'Donnell is probably the best Robin ever on mm-hmm. film, which, with all due respect to Robin fans out there, you don't have a whole hell of a lot to choose from. I think it's just him. Isn't it? But he, he did the part well. He played the, gr- he played the grieving student mm-hmm. the athletic arrogant youngster really mm-hmm. really well he a little too sick fanic to batman but mm-hmm. it's batman you know mm-hmm. and then you had your, your obvious um you had michael goff as as alfred you had pat hingle as commissioner golden replies mm-hmm. and rolls you had drew barrymore mm-hmm. you had debbie mazar 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 excuse me a spice uh ed begley jr mm-hmm and Elizabeth Sanders. Now, that mm-hmm. name might not ring any bells to anybody. Mm-hmm. Does it ring a bell to you? Vaguely. Elizabeth Sanders is the mother of Batman. She was married 
to the guy who came up with the Batman character. Oh. So, you know, of course she's going to get a part in the movie. Right. You know? And then you had George Wallace as the mayor of Gotham City. Fabulous. So, you know, again, from what cast we could have had to what cast we did have, that was, you know... That that was a good that was a good thing that was you know it is unusual and good at the same time mm-hmm. you know so we've gabbed away about the cast we've gabbed away about what could have been now I'm gonna talk now we're gonna talk about why this movie is dreadful <laughs> let's let's not beat around the bush this movie is absolutely dreadful when so- I tell you the plot. You're going to think right. what's bad about it. Right. But we'll get to what's bad about it here in a minute. And this is, um, if you need a spoiler warning for something that came out in 1995, well, here you go. This is post Windows 95, people. We were on, we're on like, <laughs> you know, we're after that. Spoiler alert. Right. But, you, you know, what does it say on CinemaSins? Spoiler alert, duh. Right. You know, so take it away. Okay, so in the opening, Batman arrives at the scene of a hostage situation caused by a criminal known as Two-Face, formerly the city's district attorney, Harvey Dent. Commissioner Gordon introduces Batman to Dr. Chase Meridian, a psychiatrist who is obsessed with people like Two-Face and Batman, people who have several alter egos. Batman is able to defuse the situation and survive several attempts on his life, including using a full, uh, excuse me, a safe full of acid and a helicopter crash. So, back at Wayne Enterprises, Edward Nigma, an mm-hmm. eccentric researcher at Wayne Enterprises, mm-hmm. idolizes Bruce Wayne. Right. Like, has a shrine in his office, everything. Uh, he's developed a device that can beam television signals directly into a person's brain. Mm-hmm. Bruce thinks it's okay and offers to come up with schematics for the device <laughs> yeah, and set up a, set up a meeting Enigma mm-hmm. uh, says no he needs an answer now and Bruce says no I, I can't take it as it is sorry you can manipulate minds we're, we're not going to do this right so. Bruce is indistracted by the bat signal dun 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 as Dr. Meridian unsuccessfully tries to seduce Batman while giving him some advice on how to defeat how to defeat Two-Face at Wayne Enterprises, Nigma uses his device to manipulate and murder Fred Stickley, his supervisor. He's able to successfully pass it off as a suicide and resigns on the spot and obsessively begins sending Bruce Riddle, seeking retaliation against him. Now, Paul's right there. Yes. At this point, he didn't know that Bruce and Batman were the same people. Right. I'll come back to that here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bruce Wayne becomes a patient of Dr. Meridian. Mm-hmm. And the pair hit it off immediately. Bruce invites her to accompany him to a circus event. A performance known throughout the circus world by the performers, the Flying Graysons, a family of acrobats. Mm-hmm. Two-Face arrives and threatens to blow up the circus unless Batman comes forward and surrenders his life. Now, the Flying Graysons attempt to stop Two-Face, but are all killed, except mm-hmm. the one who wasn't involved in like the, the trying, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is uh, Dick Grayson defuses the bomb while the rest of them are trying to get people out of the arena and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. Two-Face shoots them down with a net gun and they all die. Uh, here's the thing about this, right? Bruce Wayne, in a crowd full of people mm-hmm. in an arena, mm-hmm. admits openly in public next to the gossip columnist mm-hmm. of Gotham City and his date, mm-hmm. who has the hearts for Batman, that he is indeed Batman. Right. 
and nobody catches it. No. I'm just saying if I'm the only one that noticed that. Right. Okay. Okay, so before we get to this next part, yeah. I'm a little confused. Okay. Um, again, I was more of a Marvel chick than a DC chick. Okay. I always thought, even though I knew that that um, Dick was his ward. Yep. For, why did I always think he was his nephew? Good question. Am I, mean, I, I, no, I mean, I knew that he was his ward, but I thought it was his nephew who was his ward. I didn't realize that they weren't related at all. I have a very vague recollection of that coming in the 60s TV show. Right. Because I used to watch the six, the, the 60s TV show with my mom all the time. And th- that's the only thing I can think of. I did. I do remember him saying Uncle Bruce a couple of times. Right. See, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. And I think they, they morphed that character into... Batgirl, but then again, in this universe, no. Batgirl was Alfred's uh, niece. Okay, that might be where we're we're getting the confusion from because we're hearing Uncle, whatever. No, I still no, think I don't know. I don't know. Somebody out there, correct us. Okay, so in 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 Batman Forever. All right, where were we? Okay, so Bruce invites the orphan Dick to stay at Wayne Manor as his ward. Dick's still troubled by the murder of his family and tends to kill Two Face and avenge his family. When he discovers that Bruce is Batman, he demands that Bruce help him find Two-Face so that he can kill him. Stop. He knows that he's Batman. Yes, he's discovered it. He's discovered that he's Batman. Batman is not a new thing at this point. No. Batman has been saving Gothamites for years at this point. How many of those Gothamites or villains has he killed? None. Batman doesn't kill. He will cripple your ass. Right. But he won't kill you. You will be taken out by the knees. He will hobble you. He will hobble you. Yes. So why does he think that he's going to help? I don't know. Because he's his ward. He's his ward. Okay. Meanwhile, Nigma, inspired and delighted by watching Two Faces raid at the circus, turns himself into a criminal. Crim- <laughs> criminal. Yeah. Criminal. Okay. Turns himself into a criminal called the Riddler and forms an alliance with Two-Face. Stop. Why? Why not? One is the loneliest number. Well, yeah, I get that. But, okay. Two-Face wants uh-huh. revenge against Batman. Right. Nigma wants money and, refra- and revenge against Wayne. Right. Neither know that Batman and Wayne are the same person. Right. Yet. Right. Why? Why would you? Why would you hook up with that guy? Why not? Chaos. Chaos. The script said so. The script says because <laughs> it was written that way, right? Okay, so the two steal capital in order to mass produce Nigma's brainwave device, so the Riddler can use it to steal all of Gotham's confidential information, promising Two Face Batman's secret identity in return. Nigma founds his own company, Nigma Tech. But the information o- overload is gradually damaging Nigma's already precarious mind. Okay, stop right there. Uh-huh. This is another problem with, 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 with this movie. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's forego the money laundering aspect of it to begin <laughs> with, right? Because <laughs> you need a lot of capital. And Nigma was a lowly clerk right. at the Wayne Enterprise. Right. Probably making maybe a few more dollars more than minimum wage. Right. Right? Well, it's... Wayne Enterprise is probably a little more well, than you, that. You get, but, you get what I'm yeah. saying. I'm okay. he, he's, 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 he's not making more than $20 an hour. His supervisor has a supervisor, 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 right? That's yes. how far down on the pole he is. He's got no stock options. <laughs> Nobody puts two and two together when this dude right. comes out of nowhere 
with a ton of money. It's in the script. And not only that, not only that, it's in the script. Not only that. <laughs> when does this happen? When the script said so. Right, but but <laughs> f- follow along with me for a minute. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm following. Sometimes you go where I can't follow. How time frame in real time? He's fired on a Monday, and by Friday he set up his own headquarters, mass producing something. Money talks that hasn't been done with that that, that hasn't been censored by the FCC yet because it's got radio waves in it. But. He's mind-controlling people into giving him money. Ah, there you go. Okay, I never thought about that. Yes. Never thought about that. Well, it it says that... Well, yeah, I okay. got that. I got that, but you, you understand. You wrote the thing. Actually, I didn't write this. I stole it. <laughs> uh, so Enigma's business... Take that out. No, I'm going to keep that in there because I, okay. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I know. So at Enigma's business party, Enigma discovers Bruce's alter ego using the brainwave device. Right. Two-Face arrives and crashes the party because he couldn't wait 15 goddamn. Mm-hmm. He nearly kills Batman, but Dick manages to save the day. Dun, dun, dun. And, de- and demands that Batman make him his sidekick. Mm-hmm. Chase has fallen in love with Bruce, not Aww. Batman, which surpasses her obsession with him. At this point, Bruce decides to stop being Batman in order to have a normal life with Chase Meridian and to prevent Dick from murdering Two-Face. Okay. If Dick Grayson is adamant that he's going to murder Two-Face... How is Bruce... Bruce Wayne ain't gonna be able to stop him. No. He took the car. What, the Jeep? No, the other car. He knows who you are. He knows where your tools are at. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, also, right? Mm-hmm. Again, Batman is solo. Mm-hmm. He took the identity of Batman to protect his loved ones. Mm-hmm. Now that somebody knows his identity, he either stop or bring him on board. He stopped. But he wasn't going to stop until he felt love. Okay, anyway, uh, on to Halloween. Yes. (laughs) On Halloween, Dick runs away while Bruce and Chase have dinner together in the manor, where Bruce reveals his secret identity to her. I thought that already happened. No. The Riddler and Two-Face arrive and attack Wayne Manor. In the process, the Riddler blows up the Batcave. The criminals keep chase after Two-Face shoots Bruce, and the Riddler leaves him another riddle. Again, let me stop you right there. Okay. You just said it yourself. Didn't she know his identity at that point? Yes. If I'm standing this close to you yelling, Harvey, I'm Batman, even if there's chaos going around, you're still going to hear me. Uh, yes. You're also going to be that I ditched you on that date. Yes. Okay. They kidnap Chase. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? To torture him. Because they know he Hems loves her. True. But as you'll see here in a minute, right. in the final bit, uh-huh. it's like the, it's like the writers were making up the plan the the plan on the go. Well, duh. Without, but they made the plan and then fit the story around it and yes. leaving the plot holes. Correct. Holy rusted metal, Batman. Yes. Plot holes. Um, Come on, let's do this. So... They use Nigma's riddles yes. to figure out who the riddler was. Yes. And they find out that he is former disgruntled employee Edward Nigma, who decided to dress up like Bruce Wayne. Burr, burr, burr. Okay. Um Chase is imprisoned by the Riddle and Two Faces and taken to their hideout on Claw Island. Ooh, that sounds dark. Mm-hmm. Um They destroyed the Batcave, but they didn't go like two levels below. 
because there's like two vehicles and a bunch of suits right. and two will survive. Right. Um, Dick returns and becomes Batman's sidekick. Mm-hmm. Robin. Mm-hmm. Batman and Robin head to Claw Island by sea and by air. You forgot that Bruce has a new costume now. Oh, yeah. They, they get a new, back, new, new costume. Because yes. Bruce has bat nips. Yeah, Bruce has bat nips and Alfred, I guess, has a lot of time to tailor people. Yes. Because he made Robin's outfit, too. Yes. And Bruce also has bat cod. Bat co- yeah, cod pieces, <laughs> muscles, and nipples. <sighs> so bat when they nips. get to Claw yes. yes, when they get to Claw Island, Robin encounters Two-Face and nearly kills him, but decides to follow the bat- Batman's credence and spare his life. Mm-hmm. Then he's captured because he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, this is the bit this is the bit that's got me confused, right? Mm-hmm. Riddler has revealed his plan to Batman in Claw Island. Mm-hmm. Because they had been separated, yes. Because they've been separated. Batman comes into Claw Island, he gets to the room, and he's going to attack the Riddler. Mm-hmm. And Two Face doing his Right. Shtick. Doing his shtick. Oh, I forgot to say. Hang on one second. Let me go back to Halloween for a minute, right? Yes. What is one of the, the, the key things that Two Face does with his coin? He's flips got a coin. It. He, he flips, flips it upside down. When he sees what the result is. Yes. The whole point of flipping the coin right. determines the result. Right. So, shall I go by car or by air? Flip a coin. Right. Bang. I'm going by car. Right. You have two choices. Yeah. Well, in the, the manor, he keeps flipping his coin to get the answer that he wants. That's not how that works. That's not how Two-Face works. Sorry. Anyway, um... So you've got Chase and Robin bound and gagged, right? Duct taped and in individual tubes, right? With holes mm-hmm. in the bottom. So let me get this straight, right? They didn't know that Batman had a sidekick. And kidnapping Chase was a last minute decision. Mm-hmm. And Batman survived being shot in the head uh, to go back out there the same night. Yes. So they constructed this torture device mm-hmm. on the off chance that Batman had a sidekick mm-hmm. and a date. Yes. Okay, I'm just, I'm just trying to see if, if I'm with you. You're with, yeah, we're here. So, uh, he gives Batman a chance to save one hostage, but, and, but Batman gets his Achilles heel and asks him a riddle of his own. Well, Batman destroys the brainwave collecting device with a Batarang, causing the Riddler to suffer a mental breakdown and allowing Batman to rescue both Robin and Chase. Mm-hmm. They fall down a big tube and Batman is able to yes. capture them both. Yes. Because he's Batman. Yes. Um, Two-Face corners the trio and decides to determine their fate with a flip of the coin. Yes. However, Batman, <clears throat> in a moment of predetermined murder, <laughs> throws <laughs> a handful of coins up, knowing that Harvey will go for them. Right. He slips and falls to his death. As Robin watches in, as Robin watches in a hollow satisfaction. Yes, and it is hollow satisfaction. You can tell on his face he's happy, but he's like, "Oh, that's what he meant, mm-hmm. right?" Yeah. So, so the Riddler is taken to Arkham Asylum and imprisoned, but he claims he knows who Batman is. Chase is asked to consult on the case, but it is revealed that due to his traumas, Nigma now lives in a delusion that he himself is Batman. Chase meets Bruce outside and tells him that his secret is safe before parting ways. Bruce resumes his crusade as Batman with Robin as his partner to protect Gotham from the crime as a dynamic duo. Now, so they broke up? Yeah. 
Why not? But they trauma bonded. Yeah. But you got shot in the head. I fell down a tube. Screw you. Well, okay. <laughs> Can you understand now why I'm like, screw this movie? Like, really? I mean, you know, it's a good movie Okay, if you turn your brain off. I once read a fan fiction that had Batman hooking up with Darcy from Th- the Thor movie. <laughs> and it made more sense than this. <laughs> and that was based off of Soul Marks. Okay? I mean... And it made more sense of this. And this is just, look, the the, 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 the incredulous notion, the tone in my voice mm-hmm. is coming off the stuff we've talked about. Yes. There's a whole bunch of stuff we haven't talked about, like why Two-Face would try and set Batman on fire when he's got a gun. Because he was set on fire. Duh. Do I shoot him or set him on fire? Flip a coin. I mean... Well, nobody said that it had to make sense. Yeah, I mean, you know... What He's was, mentally he ill. He wasn't set on fire. He was scarred in an acid attack. That's well, why he used okay. acid at the beginning. Okay. I mean, look, I'd be traumatic too if Billy D. Williams had changed into Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, you know, the, the plot wasn't the only problem with this movie. No. I mean, everybody hated each other on that movie. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Like, as the movie went on, you can tell it was shot in a certain sequence... Because in the scenes that they're together, Tommy Lee Jones is, like, trying to out-camp and out-Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. Right. Like, especially in that last scene where it's like, you know, you have to fight me. And me. And me. And that was Tommy Lee Jones right. doing that. It's like, what the hell? That right. was so, not only out of character, but out of actor. You right. Know? Um, Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey before they even met. He ha- He hated him. He hated his movies. He just, for some reason, he did not like him. Right. However, Jim Carrey had no problem with Tommy Lee Jones, if that makes sense. Well, hell no, it's Tommy Lee Jones. And Joel Schumacher had to be the, the babysitter. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he sided with Jim Carrey. Because Jim Carrey was a bigger star at the time than Tommy Lee Jones. It's, it's know, ridiculous. It's simple numerics. However, that stuff. Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's going through a divorce at this point, so they're right. all hammered, and it, basically Schumacher said, I will not work with either of these two ever again for as long as I live. Right. And he worked with Carrey once before he passed. I think that was on the movie 23? I'd have uh, to look that I'd up. I'd have to look that up. But, um, you know, that. how bad do you have to be to make Joel Schumacher go, I am working with you ever again? <laughs> Pretty bad. I mean, he worked with Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Now, if I if if I'm remembering my movie rightly, rightly, because Lost Boys wasn't a thing in the UK mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Lost Boys is the movie with um, Will Wheaton. No, no, that's no. not the one I'm thinking of. That's, okay, that's Stand by Me. That's Stand by Me. Okay, I'm... Lost Boys is the vampire one with Val Kilmer. Okay. Okay, that's the not Val, not Val Kilmer. Um, um, I could see him, Kiefer Sutherland. Keith, okay. I will get movie titles mixed up with everybody, guys. So you know, forgive me on that one. But um, yeah, no, he did work with Jim Carrey again on the number twenty-three. Yeah, okay. Yes, okay. and that that was a good movie, you know. Um, but it wasn't just uh, the bad guys who clashed with Joel Schumacher. He clashed with Batman. Mm-hmm. 
Val Kilmer was described as impossible and childish. Color me shocked. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, you, you mean the guy at the top of Hollywood who's the hottest actor can get whatever he wants, doesn't want to deal with this crap? Right. Apparently they argued to the point where Kilmer didn't speak with him for two weeks. Wow. Now, I'm not talking about he didn't go, you know, he, he was he was professional enough and just didn't go out of his way to talk to his director. Basically, when Schumacher gave him direction, he didn't say a word and just walked off. Damn. You know. Ironically, Jim Carrey and Val Kilmer spent a lot of time together, got hammered all the time. I mean, they, they bonded over a, you know over mutual love mutual love of alcohol and the fact that they either recently or you know recently to then had lost their parents right and you know they, they kind of kindred spirits in that regard right mm. um i mentioned earlier that uh, elizabeth sanders the mother of batman uh was was in the movie her right. husband bob kane was the one who did it right um, and having Enigma copy Wayne in terms of style and mannerism was developed by Jim Carrey, who wanted to add more depth to the character. That's smart. Right. And, but he also designed most of the Riddler's costumes. I wouldn't have admitted that in public. <laughs> Fans were also upset that Two-Face continually flipped his coin when he didn't like an outcome, which is in direct opposition to the comics. Yeah, the whole point of his mental illness is one way or another, right. and the coin will decide. Not, oh, I don't like that, let's try again. Right. However, they did like the fact that he used two different guns in opposite hands. Yeah, they used um, like a se- like a, a semi-automatic and a Smith and Wesson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the movie also helped spark a renaissance in Drew Barrymore's career. Yeah, I think she's the only one that came out of this movie with looking yeah, good. Yeah, you know, um, you two were supposed to make an appearance in characters from the Zoo tour, but the band and Schumacher decided it wasn't in the best interest of the film. But they did provide one of the lead songs for the soundtrack. I love that song. Hold me, kiss me, yeah, thrill me, kill hold me. me. Hold me, kiss me, thrill me, hold me, hold me, kiss me, thrill me, kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the movie is the first live action Batman to show the inside of Arkham Asylum. Yep. And Dr. Burton is a nod to Tim Burton. There you go. Now, the one good thing that might come out of this movie mm-hmm. is the fabled Schumacher cut. Have you ever you heard about the Schumacher cut? No. Okay. There is... A good amount of move, a good amount of footage left on the cutting room floor. Okay. Different shots, different scenes, different mm-hmm. camera angles, and different styles that um, Joel Schumacher believes, or believed, excuse me, that it would make this movie so dark that you'd forget about the campiness. Hmm. Now they wanted to release it. They wanted to release it. Uh, Warner didn't want to release it. Schumacher begged them to release it. Warner didn't want to release it, and unfortunately. Before he died in tw- earlier this year, the movie has yet to be released. But mm. there are whispers going on to to slight chatter that right. the Schumacher cut will be released, which huh. would be good for his legacy. But they should have released it before he died. Well, I mean, you think that the movie industry is so hard up to make money in the t- during Corona anyway? Yeah, you'd think that they'd be all over that. Yeah. Especially considering the new Batman coming out. Yeah, I mean, with all due respect to Robert Pattinson. Not many people are excited that he's. he's oh no 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 no! We're not getting into that. No, but I mean, the thing is, the thing is about Batman is is nobody's excited about who plays Batman anymore. When Christian Bale was playing Batman, there was no, that's Christian Bale, yay! You know, it was just like, oh him, he nailed it. But you know, right? This was released in the mid nineties, as we've mentioned several times. And one of the things about the mid nineties is they also released a soundtrack with it. Right. This released two soundtracks. One was like the the score, and another one was all the pop music that was used 
in the movie. We mentioned there's you two. A lot of, there's a lot of movies that do that. Yeah, but uh, this was one of the first ones, to, mm. one of the first ones to do it. I okay. mean, you had F- The Flaming Lips, uh, Michael Hutchins, uh, PJ Harvey, Brandy, Kiss from a Rose, uh, Smash It Up by the Offspring, Nick Cage, you had Method Man. This was a pretty legit... Did you just say Nick Cage when it's supposed to be Nick Cage? Did I say Nick Cage? You I did. meant Nick Cave. Ah. I called my eyes, guys. You know, it's it's they're getting worse every day. But I mean, this th- this was one of the big takeaways from this movie that they did right was the soundtrack. Because if the soundtrack had sucked, it would have right. made the movie even worse. Right. You know, because it because listen, let's not be let's not beat around the bush. This was an objectively bad movie. Yeah. The CGI looked horrible. Hmm. Like two years after Jurassic Park showed you how you could do it, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it. The campiness of the '60s Batman was something Tim Burton went away with, right? And this went so far in the other direction that the campiness '60s version is seen as more real. I guess you could <laughs> say, you know, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey did work really, really well together. Nobody else did, right? I mean, the cast had zero chemistry. Like, it, it was almost like none of them wanted to be there, you know? And I think the reason that Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones had the chemistry that they had was because they were trying to one-up each other. That makes sense. And when you're trying to one-up somebody right. that you have to work closely with, you have to work closely with them to show that you are as good as them, you know? Um, again, though, why, why did Two-Face and Riddler show, uh, team up? How did smashing the little machine that stores all the information was the cause of Nigma going insane? Surely after a couple of days, considering how quickly this put together, they could have put a new machine together and he could have carried on, you know? Um, what is the timeline of this movie? I mean, is it weeks, months, days? These are questions we need answered. We Tell us, please. Help us, Tim Burton. You're our only hope. Yeah. I mean, the story was all right, but I mean, it was, it was generic. Guy gets girl. Mm-hmm. Crisis of confidence. <laughs> villains look like they're gonna gonna survive. Mm-hmm. Heroes win the day. It's almost like Tom Cruise needs to be in this movie, right? You know, and unfortunately, this Lost Boys was what everybody thought that Schumacher could be remembered for. Unfortunately, it's Batman. I disagree with that statement. If I was to say Batman and Robin, yeah, I'm sorry. Th- this movie is uh, Citizen Kane compared to the sequel to this movie. Oh no, that's true. I mean, and that had a good cast of Clooney, Uma Thurman, better Batnips, Schwarzenegger, the Batnips, the Batnips, Alicia Silverstone, who didn't get Batnips. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> Equality, baby. Equality. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I mean. What this did do, ironically, right, and this is what we're going to leave off, this is what it did do, ironically, it made people want, quote-unquote, realistic superhero movies. Right. With realistic people behind the masks. Yes. And after this, the X-Men series came out, which was mm-hmm. which was a good start. Uh, the 8,000 Spider-Man reboots. <laughs> Yeah. Toby Maguire will always be my Spider-Man. Hell yeah. Um, well, Tom Holland, though. Toby, Toby Maguire. Tom uh, Holland. We'll agree to disagree, even though okay. you're wrong. Under uh, ruse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Batman, obviously, the Superman reboot, the Marvel series tried to be more realistic at first, as realistic as you could get, mm-hmm. you know, with the second string comic book stars in the movies. What? X-Men, yeah. Fantastic Four, and I think Iron Man were the, the original comic book Avengers. Right. The Hulk, Thor... I got you, got you, got you. Second, they were second string, but they they made the movies work. But you know, gotcha, gotcha. but you you get what I'm saying. They wanted gotcha. it to be, you know, they wanted it to be uh, more realistic and mm-hmm. more grand. And I think they achieved that. And it's thanks to this movie and its sequel because of that. So we've been on a long journey through the uh, the archives of Gotham. Sarah, oh, yeah. thank you very much You're for taking the welcome. time to come with me. And uh, she will be back here in a couple of weeks where, Mm -hmm. um, what are we talking about in a couple of weeks? Who knows? I'm going to plug it very, very quickly. If only my computer would load up quicker. (laughs) Uh, By the way, for those interested, my computer is actually called Batman. Yes. Um, But I do that for all of my things. The next time you and I get together, Mm -hmm. ooh, I like what we're we're talking about next time. We're going to be talking about Pokemon. Yay! Two games, Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. And I can tell you how almost broke my sister's heart. Almost. Well, actually, she didn't talk to me for a whole three days. But she was nine, and so that was, like, forever. Yeah. Heartless. I know. I was hateful. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back I here. I didn't know you couldn't have two save files on your Pokemon. No, you do. Actually, you can have th- up to three now, I think. Yeah. Well, Maybe. you couldn't then. But we'll get into more Pokemon, Pokemon and us. Yes in the next couple of weeks. Sarah, thank you much for being on. You are most welcome, dear. And we will see you soon. Absolutely. Bye-bye. I'll be back here in a minute. My sincerest thank you to Sarah for coming out and spending uh, part of her very, very busy day talking about this movie. It was a uh, lot of fun to record it. Uh, Sarah will be back later on in this season. She's been working on some good stuff that uh, some people might get excited for. We'll give you more details as that time is coming out. But again, thank you very much, Sarah. That's really, really awesome for you to be here. This week on our YouTube channel, The 90s Gamer continues as we carry on rolling out our Oddworld series. This Tuesday and Thursday, episodes 3 and 4, we've escaped Rupture Farms and now we're heading to the dangerous fire-free zone. And when I say it's dangerous, I mean it's very, very dangerous. You don't want to miss that. It's a lot of fun. Of course, disclaimer for anybody who does watch it, I do get distracted several times. So, uh, yeah, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, Go ahead and check us out. Check out our YouTube channel, bit.ly slash bmnetwork-youtube. That's where you'll find it there. Also, November 1st, we have the first arm of our charity drive, the Because Maybe Mustache and Mullet Drive. Yes, we're going to be doing a lot of charity fundraising for the Movember Foundation. It's a charity very, very close to my heart. Um, as you all know, I've had battles with my mental health, and this way just reminds me that I've come a long way from where I've been. I'm going to go ahead and grow the most glorious of mustaches, cut my hand to those magical of mullets, and also... 
on November 28th. I'm going to put all that into action as I take on FIFA 98, the Road to World Cup. That way, taking little old Wales all the way to the final of the World Cup. That's going to be on our YouTube channel too. All of this for the Movember Foundation. Details are in the description below of our fundraiser. Again, go ahead and check it out. It's not just for the guys. Gals, if you want to get involved too, I'm not saying you need to grow a mustache, but what I'm saying is, you know, go ahead and see what we've got going on. There might be uh, somebody in your life, uh, a brother, a dad, an uncle, a friend, somebody, anybody who might need uh, help, and go ahead and check on them. Guys, gals, everybody, go ahead. Make sure that people in your life who, have, who haven't been doing so well and who can't say that they're not feeling well, go ahead, check on them, make sure they're okay, and yeah, and also do what you can to donate to this. Little as a dollar, not asking for a lot of money. This might be a drop in the bucket, but every little will help, okay? Like I said, this is close to my heart, close to our hearts. And like I said, the information is in the description of the podcast. Go ahead and check it out. Next week, Greg Gregory returns as we talk about three SNES classics. Pilot Wings, F-Zero, and I'm not going to say the other one because you just have to be pleasantly surprised when it comes out, okay? Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of jokes. It's it's a really, really, really good listen. And yeah, so that's it for this week, everybody. Thank you very much for taking the time to deal with us. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Yes, and we will be back next Sunday. Again, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram, check us out. Look for Because Maybe Network, okay? And if you are on YouTube and want to check out our charity live stream that's coming up, any of our archive videos and the 90s gamer, go to bit.ly slash bmnetwork-youtube. And of course, we are on the greatest places to get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and tune in. And until next week, have a good week. See y'all. Bye. Okay, one, two. There you go. Blah, blah, blah. This isn't the one that had bat nips. Clooney's is the one that had bat nips. No, this had bat nips too. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Val Kilmer had bat nips. And that's been recorded, by the way. <laughs>